Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, off we go into the happy hour, everybody. Welcome back into Gwen and Chris. Chris Ello from uh, Reno, Nevada. This evening, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby at the Odyssey Palace Studios in San Diego. Gwynn and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. You can watch on YouTube. Just search for 97.3 The Fan. You can watch the uh, program in progress. We're going to finish up the Big Five here in a second. But uh, before we get to that, Tony, a shout-out to uh, to everybody who's on their way to Viejas Arena tonight. Big ball game. Aztecs, Colorado State. Tips off at 6 o'clock. Take your time. You should have plenty of time to get in there and get ready for tonight's game. Aztecs still seated fifth by Joe Lenardi in the latest bracketology, Tony, so that the loss in Nevada not costing them in that regard. But uh, all these losses on the road have put them in a situation where, and Brian Dutcher said as much in the paper today, they've got to protect their home court. They can't afford to slip up any of these games at home. No, they can't. Uh, we knew the road games are going to be tough, and, and the Aztecs haven't had the kind of success that I think they would like. But at home, you know, nothing changes. They they got to keep taking care of business at home. And so far this year, they really have done that. They had the one close game. Who was that against? It was against a team that wasn't, you know, supposed to. I think it was UC Irvine. I think maybe? it was. Somebody it, early it was somebody in early in the season yeah. where it took a last second shot. Outside of that game at home, the Aztecs have, have played close to flawless at home. They have really yeah. took care of uh, their home court this season, and so that will remain not only for this game but the following game. Remember, they got they had the game in Nevada. We knew it was going to be tough, and then back to back tough games at home. This is the first of the two against Colorado State. So Aztecs looking to kind of get back into their winning ways here tonight. Yeah, they got New Mexico on Friday coming in. So, yeah, you're right, another tough game. But, you know, look at this game tonight, Tony, and one thing that that people say, why can't you win on the road? You know, what's so tough about it? And normally what happens on the road, and this the same goes even in the NBA. NBA, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Usually your role players do not play as well on the road as they do at home. And you look at Colorado State, when they beat the Aztecs a few weeks ago, Clifford had 20 points and 10 rebounds. Scott, their power forward, had 15 points and, uh, and three rebounds. Uh, Strong, their point guard, had 10 points. All of these guys were in double figures. You know Isaiah Stevens is going to get his. Absolutely. And he'll get his tonight. But the key, to me, is for the Aztecs to limit those other guys. And for whatever reason, that always seems a little easier to do 
when they are on the road. Yeah, and so Colorado State has that task in front of them here tonight right. at PA. Uh, just a reminder, this popped up on my phone. Chris, do you know what the anniversary of today is? you know what happened on this day in college basketball? Uh, you know, offhand, I do not. Do you remember when John Chaney went after John Calipari after the uh, after that matchup they had? Yes, I do. Today, that happened. John Chaney was ready to put, you know, he was ready for the fade for uh, John Calipari. He didn't quite get all the way there to give him the two-piece, but he was ready. He was certainly ready. Yeah, I, I never rooted for so hard for John Chaney in all my life as I was that night. <laughs> that was a Temple UMass a- uh I believe yes, match it was. Uh, they got into it in the post game. Uh, wasn't I think it was? It was post game. Calipari yeah. was up speaking, and uh, Cheney came into the room and made a beeline for Calipari <laughs> he was, he was and had to be separated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are those are the good old days, right, of college basketball. Yeah. Everybody's too. Everybody's too polite now. Yeah. Well, everybody everybody like likes each other. It's it's a very friendly environment it is you know it's yes doesn't doesn't really produce the type of <laughs> hatred i guess that you, <laughs> no that you, no that you, you don't have i mean they, they have rivalries but even duke north carolina is not what it once was no it's so I, I mean i think all of those rivalries and i don't know if it's because you don't see guys aren't sticking around as long i don't know why those rivalries have lost some of their, 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 I don't know, some of the... I think that's part of it, but I think the main reason that you used to have these rivalries is because these coaches, Bobby Knight, Gene Cady, Dean Smith, Shashevsky, they stayed at their school for 40 years. I mean, they were, it was one institution against another. You know, it was like God coaching against God. Something had to give. Yeah, they they were the institution. Now, now those at that guys point. have all kind of moved on. Yeah, yeah. The, the coaches at that time became the institution because they were there so long. Right but now, yeah, it's, they were it, bigger than the school that's itself. Right. That's right. Now it's like yeah. a, it's like musical chairs. And in some ways, it's good, right? You're seeing a lot more younger, new faces that get an opportunity, but that also then means that they're also looking for the next best, biggest, and best opportunity and. There goes the yeah. the merry-go-round as it is. Uh, College football board of managers expected to vote five plus seven on the five plus seven format. For those who aren't familiar, um, that is the five highest-ranked conference champions and the next seven highest-ranked teams in the twelve-team playoff this fall. It starts this year in twenty twenty-four format. That a format change that could finally get unanimous backing. It needs it if the Pac-12 agrees to it. Now, so I think it's a Pac-2, right? Because if I'm not mistaken, Washington State and Oregon State, right, own those two. They're the only two left. They're the they're the two. So they, they'll be the ones voting on it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? This isn't really great news for the Aztecs. I I don't think, at least on, off the top of my head, because if you're going to take the five power champions. And they're all going to get in, which is fair. But then you're going to take the other seven top-ranked teams. That's going to be like the Aztecs would go twelve and zero. Yeah, the Aztecs would go twelve and zero, but they wouldn't be ranked high enough to be one of the other seven. Yeah, this is where the move to this is why, when you when you cut all of the fat off of it, this is why teams made the move that they made in terms of changing yeah. conferences. 
because they knew this was coming. The five top five top teams in those conferences, but we see it every year. The SEC will have like five teams ranked in the top twenty-five. The ACC will have right. one or two. The Big Ten will have three or four or five. So it's a good chance yeah. that although you know it, it's it's been expanded, we're still going to see pretty much the same two three conferences most likely thing. loading up those playoff formats. Yeah, I, I really think in in fairness, you've got to take you can take the the five power, you can take the top six ranked teams, but I think you gotta leave one spot for the best team from Outside. the rest of the conferences yeah. and and give that team at least a, a fighter's chance to go into the tournament and play a game. I, I just think that and maybe I'm saying I am saying that because that would be San Diego State if they were the team. But I just think if you're going to open it up, then you got to open it up. If you're not going to open it up, then what are we even doing playing in the first place? This is a Fugazi open up, is what it seems like. Mm. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> right. Time that, you, that word has been used on the show today. <laughs> it is a Fugazi open up. Like, hey, guys, we're opening up to right. everybody. Just kidding. Just not kidding. Actually. Not actually. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a egregious... NBA call last night. I don't know if you guys saw this. Knicks. I did. It was Knicks, bad. It was it was atrocious. Knicks are up two. Uh, yes, they're up two. I believe. Brooke. No, it was tied. Tony, oh, it, was, it was, tied. was tied. Sorry, it was tied. Yes, it was tied. And this right. was after uh, Brunson had just gone down and hit a two point shot to tie it. They come down. Right. Uh, I believe it's Toronto, right? That I don't remember. Can't remember. Yeah. The Whichever other team the Knicks that playing. the Knicks were playing, scrambling to get yeah. a shot off, they heave a three up. They call Brunson Rockets. for was it? I knew it was somebody red. Rockets. Uh, <laughs> they throw up a three. They on Brunson. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty it, it apparent good. that after you saw a replay, it wasn't. They go to replay to check. Now, Chris, I don't know if you saw. Did they? Go to replay to check this actual call, or were they going to replay for something else? We now go to our resident referee, Chris Sello. Well, thank you very much, but I don't, you know what, I on this one I don't have the answer, because if they really went to replay to see if this was a foul, they would have had to say it was no foul. Brunson didn't touch him. I mean, never. He put his arms up. Never touched and, him. And the guy, the guy was heaving such a wild shot. I, I don't understand how an NBA official could make that kind of mistake in a situation like that. I mean, the, you know, I've I've refed so many. I mean, high school basketball. If some kid throws up a miracle three point shot at the buzzer, you're not going to bail him out with a foul unless it's really obvious. Got to be right. obvious to everybody, and this just wasn't obvious to everybody. I, I I was shocked that the you know that official made such a bad call. And I don't understand how the, it stood up. The cold, the cold part, and I don't know if it was actually Ed uh, Mal, Mal, Malloy, who is the crew chief. But yeah, Ed Malloy. Ed Malloy, excuse me. Those are the, the – in the NBA, those are the guys that speak to the media. So it may not have actually been his call, but he's the one speaking right. to the media after the game. He just straight up admitted that they got the call wrong. And I'm sure that was infuriating. I'm sure they had a clip of Nick, or excuse me, of Tom Thibodeau. I think they assumed that the call was going to get overturned. Tom Thibodeau is yes. drawing up the play. He's not a guy you want to upset. He's drawing up the play. Brunson, who at first is looking down the play, he he he's looks up and I think he realizes they've called the game. 
So as as Tom Thibodeau is writing, drawing up the play, Brunson just beeline. He like elbows the 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 clipboard, <laughs> and at that point, Tom Tim, Tim, Tim Thibodeau, or Tom Thibodeau is like, "What's going on?" He looks up, and you could read his lips. I'll, I'll let you guys go do it. Immediately, he looks up and he yeah. is dog cussing the um, the referee that's coming towards him. Referee couldn't do anything but put his head down and just turn and wear it because he was getting a tongue lashing from Tom Thibodeau. And so I bring it seems like a situation where the Knicks ought to be able to protest this game. I I mean, being as the official went in and said we blew the call, how would the NBA not say, yeah, we got to go play overtime? That's exactly why I brought it up. The New York Knicks Knicks filed a protest with the NBA to dispute the 105-103 loss. The Knicks decided yeah. to file Tuesday evening highlighting the NBA's last two-minute report and game crew chief Ed Mal... Uh, how you say that again? Malloy? Malloy. Yeah, Ed Malloy acknowledgement that the foul call on the Knicks guard Jalen Brunson against Houston's Aaron Holiday inside the final second was incorrectly called. Now, here's some, right. back, here's some background. There's only six protests in league history have been upheld. The NBA has not often upheld protests in its history. Only six times. The last time was in December 19, 2007, when Miami Heat center Shaquille O'Neal was incorrectly ruled to have six fouls when he only had five. That game, the game was resumed March 8, 2008, but neither team scored in the 51.9 seconds. That was replayed for the overtime, and the Hawks won 114-111 in that game. So there's a chance any way they can't. Yeah, they have to uphold this, Tony. I mean, their own official, you know, whether he was should have said it or not, said it that they messed up the call. So the game is clearly in overtime. You've got to get these two teams together and play five more minutes. Here's the cold I part. Mean, it's fair. I'm not a Knicks fan, but no, this is the I'm fair not thing either. to do. It, it is. But here's the cold part about that game I was just telling you about, where Shaquille O'Neal was ruled uh, <laughs> to have six fouls. By the time they replayed it. Shaquille O'Neal was no longer on the team. He had been traded to the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> so wow. they didn't even get the benefit, even in that case. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I think if the NBA is legit, they've got to get these teams together I, and play five minutes somewhere. I think you're right. I think you're right. It, it, it'll be a – I mean, you remember the baseball game when George Brett's pine tar got overturned. They put the Yankees and the Royals. They flew them in for – Basically right. a half an inning of baseball. That's right. I mean, it was many, many years ago, but the protest was you know, upheld or overturned, and they finished that game. I, I think the NBA has got to do the same thing. All right, uh, let's get to break. Let's get to the other side. More Gwen and Chris. Here's some traffic. Pop Crit. quiz. Oh, we got a pop quiz. It's not a fantabulous, so maybe I have a shot. Champ is that. not here. Champ is not here. Well, the champ is sitting well, across yeah. from me. I'm, but... I'm the champ now. All right. I'm the captain now. More Quinn and Chris. That's not what we're looking for. I script. know. That was trying the to big to, five we're that trying I forgot to break. about. <laughs> okay, here we go. From the 97th there we are. Traffic Center, here's Kelly Danik. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back here in the Odyssey Palace, Gwyn and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. We have a couple questions about this conference issue. Chris is in Reno. Tony and I are here in San Diego. But we got our guy on it. Kirk Kenny texted me. And he said, in a 5-plus-7 format, Mountain West champion would have a good chance of making ex- expanded playoff teams as one of the five automatics. The top five conferences receive an automatic berth to the playoff for their champion. The Pac-12 will no longer be a Power 5 conference since it no longer will have the minimum of six teams. So that means a group of five conference will always be included as one of the teams to get an automatic berth. And the Mountain West is probably now the top group of five conference after the AAC lost several teams to the Big 12. So that's what our uh, college football guy here in town gave us. I hope he's right. Good explanation by Kirk Kenny. That's right. I was I aired because I thought there was still a Power Five conferences, but there's really now only a Power Four. Four, That's right, because Pac-12. So the fifth could be the Aztecs. Yeah, very good, Kirk. Thank you, Kirk. Thank you, Kirk, for getting us straight. This this cannot be true. You, you can go back and watch your. You can go back and watch reruns of Gunsmoke now, Kirk. <laughs> Bill Vinovich is according to the chat. Bill Vinovich is indeed the head referee for tonight's, tonight's game. game. <laughs> I mean, Come on! I mean, Vegas decides. Unbelievable! Isn't, isn't really? Force, How do you shot? go from being the Super Bowl lead referee to? I'm not gonna lie. I don't care that he might not be the greatest referee. That's pretty freaking cool. It is cool. I'm you gonna do go down a there Super and give him a piece of my mind. Awesome. And then turn around and do a Mount West Conference basketball game. I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind later. I'm oh. going to the game now. Scraby's gonna run stay down Scraby's gonna run down to Viejas Arena and go running onto the floor during the second half. He's gonna get his hit as hard as that dude who was streaking on the field. <laughs> You're gonna tackle <laughs> Bill Vinovich tonight. Bill Vinovich, I'll be like, hey, Vino. Hey, let me tell you something, man. Don't run up on this referee. These referees ain't your, your granddaddy's referees. These, no, I don't know right. if you've seen them. No, they're pretty strong. They you, pretty you never know you never know, Scraby. Jaden Ledee might Step in to protect Bill oh, Vinovich, man. and then you're going to be in a lot of trouble. I want none of that. Jane uh, Ledee yeah. would crush me that in the heart. It looks like it would hurt. It would definitely hurt. But, all yes. right. Thank you for the information, everybody. Now, we haven't played this in a very long time, but it still is one of Chris's games that I try to take on Tony in. It's called the Pop Quiz. Remember the days of sitting in class? Good to have all of you back to school. And the teacher said the dreaded words, Pop Quiz. Chris Ello isn't your teacher, but he does come up with fun pop quizzes. Play along with us. The Chris Ello Pop Quiz commences now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, everybody, put your notebooks away. Get your pens and pencils and scorecards ready. Time for our pop quiz. 12 questions today, guys. 12 questions. Whoever does the best will be today's champ. The answer will be one team or the other team, or the answer could be the same. And that is what always drives you guys We haven't had the sames in a while. I hate the sames. Yeah, I I know you do. All right, today's category, get you ready for baseball season, Tony. You're going out to spring training next week. All right, I'm ready. How many wins did the following teams have last year? Oh, no. Who had more? 
My absolute Very favorite. simple category. Very simple. Scraby, you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, first one up. Who had more wins last year, the Baltimore Orioles or the Los Angeles Dodgers? It's already a hard one. Uh, it doesn't matter who goes first in that, really. So go ahead, Scraby. Go uh, I'm going to say... Go ahead, Scraby. I'm going to say the Orioles. The Orioles had more, says Scraby, than the Dodgers. Tony? I, too, will say the Orioles. Orioles had 101. Dodgers had 100. Okay, good. I think Very we good, guys. A couple weeks ago, so that's the reason. I think we I... went over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Whew. you did. Well, you were you were ready for that one. Yeah. All right. Let's see how you do on this one, Tony. Your first. Who had more, the Cardinals or the Nationals? Ooh. Cardinals or the Nationals? That ain't even Tony? right. I'm gonna say the Nationals. You're gonna say the Nationals, okay? Scrape. My first instinct was Nationals. Are you staying with your first yeah, instinct? Yeah, yeah. Nationals. Nationals. All right, they've had the same I knew seventy-one that was, I to knew seventy-one. That was you know what? I almost changed. I it knew. Too. I knew it. I hate the same. Because now the Stays same tied is at the one. Board. Next one, Scraby. Who had more wins? Our San Diego Padres or George Costanza's New York Yankees? Costanza's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Padres I, or Yankees? Scrape? Um, I'm gonna have to say the Yankees. Yankees, Tony. Are we going back to back? I know the Pods the had 82. Yeah, I knew that for I, sure. I want to say the Yankees had the same. Same. Is that your answer? Indeed it is. Same. Yankees had 82. Oh. Padres had 82. He went same back to back. That's diabolical. I did. See, that I didn't have to depend on the same strategy because I actually knew one of the teams. And I just felt like the Yankees were right in that same area. I felt like the Yankees yeah. were like maybe one a game, two games better. Crazy that we had what we consider to be a bad season last year, but we won just as many as the Yankees did. All right, who had more, Tony, the Rockies or the White Sox? Dick Montfort uh, Rockies and company. were atrocious, but the White Sox so were atrocious. The White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I, oh. White Sox and who? Who was other team? White, oh, White Sox and Rock. I got to say the White Sox had a better season. You're going to stick with the White Sox, I, right? I can't give Colorado any credit with Montford at the helm. I know. Yeah. I mean, the Rockies... Uh, would Chris go same three in a row? They're in the, they're in the ballpark, that's for sure. I'm just going to go same. Three in a row? Yeah. yeah. I'm not that diabolical, oh. Scrape. <laughs> White Sox 61, oh, Rockies 59. Oh, yeah! Oh. So Tony takes a 3-1 lead. Oh, no. Scraby, uh, remember, it's only 12 questions. You're going to get back into it here. Uh, who had more, Scraby, the Angels or the Pirates? More wins last year. The Halos the... or the Bucks? I'm going to say the Pirates. Pirates, says Scraby. Tony. Pirates had it had it going there for they a did. sec. They did. Then they started falter. I'm still gonna go with the Pirates. Pirates 76, Angel 73. Ooh. You're both correct. Doesn't help me though. Boom. Tony leads four to two. Tony goes first. Is it the Giants or the Tigers? Who had more wins last year, Tony Gwynn Jr. To- uh, Giants or Tigers? 
feels like the same coming. But I'm going to say... <laughs> trying to smell them out. <laughs> I'm going to say the Tigers. Oh, wow. Goes with the Tigers. Scrammy. My thoughts were immediately the Giants. Staying with it? Yes, I'm staying with it. Tigers 78, Giants 79. Oh! Scrabies wow. picks up a point. That was Much close. needed. Ah. All right. It's Tony 4, Scraby 3. Six questions remaining. I believe Scraby's up first. Who won more? The NL champion Diamondbacks or the Marlins? Let's see. The Marlins were in. They're in the NL East, so they're gonna, and they made the playoffs. I'm gonna say Marlins. 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 Yep. Uh, same. Eighty-four. Eighty-four. Marlins and Diamondbacks tied. You both missed that one. Tony stays ahead, four to three. Next up for Tony, the Astros or the Brewers. One of your former squads, Mister Gwynn. Astros or the Brewers. I'm going to say the Astros. Who won more games last I'm going to Astros. Going to go ah! the Astros? Uh-oh. Ah! Give me the Brewers. Mm. Wow. Give me the Brew Total crew. change. Yeah. Really? Brew All Crew. Right. Brew Crew. Scraby. I'm going to go with Astros. You're going to go with Astros. Yeah, yeah that's probably Astros right. won 90. Oh, Astros won 90. Right. Brewers won 92. Oh! Believe it! The Brewers. How? The Brewers is correct. How? Making me angry. The Astros had. Remember, the Astros couldn't win a game at home last no. year. No, they no, they could they not. Struggled That's a true. little bit. Man. All right, it Tony needs five to three. Was all messed up. Remember the batter's yes. eye. Yes, yes they apparently. Also had a trash yes. Can there too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tony has to go first because there's four questions remaining. Tony uh, leads five to three. And Tony, the question is: the Rays or the Mariners? Mm, Rays were off to a electric start there. They caved. I'm gonna go with the Rays though. Stays with the Rays. Stay with the Rays. Scraby. There's um, three questions left, so yeah. you don't necessarily have to pick up ground here, but it's your call. No, you're gonna need to pick up ground. I'm gonna so. go same. 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 Yeah, not even close. Uh, this was the one gimme I put in. The Rays 99. The Mariners 89. Oh, 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 I, I, yeah, yeah I yeah, boxed that yeah. up. Box it. Yeah, there's no way the Mariners had 99 wins. What was I thinking? Is things that you, it? Is that the you, game? The things you didn't know, you didn't know the Ray, Rays had 99 wins, though, so it was tough. I to knew that, that they had a lot, but I didn't think they had 99. I thought maybe, like, 93, because they did lose a ton there at the end. Yeah, they fell. All right, no, Tony leads 6-3. to three. The best you can do now is a tie. Scraby. Okay. Uh, Tony's up. Is it the Phillies or the Rangers? Rangers barely won. Give me the Phils. Takes the Phillies over the World Series champs. Scrape. I am going to go same. Same boy, Scrape. You smelled it out. Yes. 90 to 90. That's right, Correct. baby. I'm not really in it, Phillies but I'm not Rangers. getting it. You're not. <laughs> Yes, whatever you just said. <laughs> All right, there's two questions left. Scrib, you need to win both of these. Neither of these is the same. I will give you guys that clue. Like Tony, who won more, the Guardians or the Mets? Ooh, wow. Tony gets it right. The game's over. If not, the game will continue. Guardians. 
Scream, I got good news and bad news. What? I don't really actually have any good news. He got it. The bad news is, is that Tony's correct. The Guardians won uh. 76, the Mets 75. Tony Boyne Jr. prevails again. You know, this wasn't a good showing for me. I I knew a pop quiz was coming today. Oh, that's Chris snapping. I thought it was you. <laughs> hey, I thought I was losing my mind. I was like, who else is like, snapping? I know I'm not snapping anymore, <laughs> yeah. but I'm still hearing. <laughs> I uh, I even told myself today that I needed to go look up standings and I needed to go look up NBA stats and As things of that nature. As the great DJ Khaled once said, "Congratulations, you played yourself." There you go. You already know. More Gwen and Chris on the Final other score, side. Final score, Tony Gwynn Jr., 7, Scraby, 5. <laughs> See you on the other side. Yes, sir. Gwen and Chris, happy hour, 5.40 on the clock. If I'm not mistaken, my Lakers are in action today. You know, Scraby? Pistons, right? You got home? the Pistons. Yeah. Get to Pistons at an old school seven thirty <laughs> matchup. Oh, listen, 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 listen to you counting on a victory. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I listen, you guys, you guys know me. I don't count on victories very often with my Lakers. This one I feel pretty good about. The twenty eight and twenty six Lakers. Are, what do they got? Eight and forty four. What do the Pistons got? Eight. Yeah. Yeah. The Wizards are not. The Wizards are giving them a run for their money, though. They are. The Wizards, and, I think, are nine and. I don't know if you saw uh, the quotes from Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. He was former uh, Laker, now a wizard. Right. He was called into the owner's office. He, the owner presented him with the trade that the Wizards were going to do and basically asked Kuz, did he want to do it? Kuz said, I wanted to stay, which is completely mind blowing to me. And. Uh, yeah. He, he he nixed the deal, and now Kyle Kuzma is still a Washington Wizard. I, I will give him, you know, in a day and age where guys are quick quick to run off and go to the greener pasture, I, I have a little appreciation for him to just, to stick with a a team that is giving, as you said, the eight and forty four Pistons a run. You know, part of me says yes. Part of me says maybe he's the kind of guy that just. Doesn't really want to play basketball with all that pressure of having to win or lose. He was in Lakers. Pretty easy playing for the Wizards every night. That is that is very true. That is very true. All right, we got to get to our interview of the day. And right now, I can't remember who it was. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. <laughs> AJ Casavell. AJ Casavell joined us earlier to talk some Padres. You'll get a chance to hear it after traffic. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. AJ Cassville joins us here on Gwen and Chris. AJ, how's your uh, Arizona stay so far? Uh, a little earlier than usual. This is now two years in a row I've watched the Super Bowl from Arizona, which is a little <laughs> weird. But uh, last year it was a lot colder at this time. I'm told the cold went through Arizona last week, and it's been so far sunny days in baseball. So, so far, so good. I, I enjoy sunny days in baseball. Now, before we get into business here, are, it's 2024 bringing us long hair, don't care, AJ oh. Cassville, or... Are we trimming this up this year? Uh, it's long hair, don't care. Well, you know what? It's long hair, comma, care. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, Good to but, know. Uh, I'm keeping the long hair going for 2024 at least. All right. Fair enough. All right. Um, Padres, pitchers and catchers, day two. Uh, anything sticking out to you in the first 48 hours of camp that, you, that you've been there in terms of players vibe what's it been like down there so far uh the, the vibe's been pretty good the vibe's usually always pretty good at this time of year the one thing that stands out to me i think is uh maybe kind of how ready some of these pitchers are and that probably stems from the fact that i mean especially i saw you darvish throw his bullpen session today and it was a lot more intense than i think what you'd regularly expect from early february or mid-february i guess uh, I think it stems from the fact that they're opening the season earlier, so it makes sense why. But I think the pitchers are, are maybe farther along than they otherwise would have been. That probably speaks to some of the readiness from this, this staff to get the season going and the excitement. And uh, I, maybe even to the leadership of the group. I know Joe Musgrove and you Darvish are, are obviously at the forefront of that pitching group. And those are two guys you'd probably want leading your pitchers. And the rest of the group is kind of, has uh, kind of fallen into place behind them. And I think uh, we've heard some good things about everyone the Padres acquired in that Yankees trade and some of the young pitching prospects out here. So it'll be interesting to kind of see as the uh, next few weeks go on how the Padres prep for that Korea series in terms of getting their arms ready and preparing for those two games specifically and also uh, just kind of what, what their strategy is. Talking to AJ Caswell, MLB.com. He's out there in Peoria. And uh, AJ, we were just listening to AJ Preller talk about Manny Machado, and he was saying that he was tracking to play by the Korea series. So what are you hearing about Manny's return date? Yeah, so Manny actually just talked to us too. And um, he didn't want to put it – he didn't – I mean, he didn't want to get into too many specifics on – he said his body would tell him and whatnot. But it sounds like Machado's tracking to play by that Korea series based on what Preller said, based on the fact that – Machado took some throws today, did some grounders at third base and threw across the diamond a few times. And right now it's really a matter of the workload and how much he'll be able to do. He is swinging and he is throwing. He just can't swing and throw at the level you probably need to be swinging and throwing every day to kind of hone your craft and and get in shape for, for a major league baseball season. So obviously you don't want to rush that, but given all of that information, I think it's probably very likely that Machado plays in in Korea now whether he plays as a DH or a third baseman I think there's a chance that he would be there as a third baseman like available 
but you don't want to rush that. You don't want to build up his workload on a throwing arm too much too fast after the surgery. So uh, I, I would say it's likely he plays in Korea. Uh, as for the DH third base question, that that's still up in the air. We also listened to AJ speak uh, on a number of different topics, but the the one topic I'm going to ask you about is Hassan Kim. He was asked about his um, in terms of teams wanting him and the Padres wanting to keep him. Um, you know, I, I don't know that there was a whole lot there, but if you you read between the lines, it does sound like at least for now the Padres want to have him as a part of this team moving forward. Yeah, I think that's definitely true, and I think it's unlikely that he gets that he gets traded before opening day. Not out of the realm of possibility, but AJ essentially said that they'll they'll take calls because they take calls on everyone, but they view him as a pretty integral piece, and you can see why given everything he does to make this the, the infield frankly, really good. He's a, he's a great defender at multiple positions. So um, Preller also, I think, was kind of candid about the fact that the Padres are still looking to – they're still open to making trades. They're still in discussions about making trades. They're in discussions with free agents. Like, this is not a complete roster. He said something along the lines of the roster that breaks camp with us will almost certainly not be the roster that, that ends camp with us. And so there are moves to come. And – Obviously, I think you glance down who's available and what can net the Padres sending pieces back. And one of the one of the preeminent names is Hassan Kim because of where he is in his contract, because of his value, and because of the glut of infielders that the Padres have. I think that being said, the Padres view him extremely highly, and I think as well they should. They should be viewing him that highly. Um, and so it's going to take a pretty substantial package to get Hassan Kim back, and I, I don't know if there's a team out there that's going to do that for one year of Hassan Kim. So right now, probably likelier than not that Kim's a Padre come opening day, and where he plays may be dictated by the health of Machado, whether he's at third base or not. You just made a lot of fans happy, AJ. Yeah, we hear did. from everybody that no one wants to trade Hassan Kim, so we'll see if that happens, but that's good news. We're talking to AJ Casabell of MLB.com right now. And Jerkson Profar was signed yesterday by the Padres for a very team-friendly contract. But last night I was talking about where is he? Is he going to be an everyday guy? Is he a DH? Is he a spot left field guy? Where do you think they're going to go with uh, Jerkson Profar this year? I think you know exactly what you have in Jerkson Profar. And so he you can kind of pencil him in as the guy that, that is – you probably know what you're going to get from him. And so you ask other guys to kind of step up and win places in the outfield around him. And I assume they're going to make another addition to the outfield. But his amount of playing time and where he plays and how much he plays will be dictated by probably the performance of some of these prospects. I mean, Jackson Merrill is going to be getting reps in left field. Jacob Marcy, the Arizona Fall League MVP, he'll be he'll be in the mix for for center field reps and for an outfield spot or a bench spot. Same with Grant Pauly. Like some of these young prospects, if they can earn the job, and this is one of the things we talked about with AJ Preller today, was was how do you kind of view the promotion of these guys and they have to really step up and take the job. Uh, if they can earn the job, I think there's more playing time for them probably ahead of Jurex and Profar. But you sign a guy like Jurex and Profar to be available if you need him to start in left field and to be available, if you need him to be a bench piece who can play a bunch of different spots behind some of the prospects. So what, what I think what his signing does more than anything else is give you that flexibility because you've got a, a guy that's kind of already entrenched in the clubhouse and who you probably kind of know what you're going to get from him. And then you can, you, you've established the baseline and now you can kind of ask your prospects to, to say, Hey, go, go win a job, go earn a spot, go earn that playing time. AJ Casaville joins us here on Gwen and Chris 249 on the Dow. And 
AJ, I think, you know, we heard Joe Musgrove talk a little bit about the team needing to uh, to establish an identity. Um, typically, when we think of leadership on this ball club, we think of Hugh Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Manny Machado. But I- I'm curious to get your thought, because in year, what is actually year five of his playing career, because remember, he missed 2022. Fernando Tatis Jr. has always been looked at as kind of the guy who brings the energy. He's kind of the lifeblood of the team. But at the you know young age of, what, 25 now, um, it seems like this is kind of his territory to kind of maybe step into and be one of those leaders moving into this year. Yeah, and I think there can be different kinds of leadership. And so if you get a guy like Fernando Tatis Jr. who brings that, that energy and that joy and kind of also that, like, I mean, he's he's had some big hits during his Padres tenure, and if 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 he's kind of thriving in those big moments, you, you kind of he, he's kind of said he's put his team put put the team on his back and and said, hey, I'll I'll carry it to where we're trying to get to in some big in some big spots in the 2020 playoffs and some big regular season games down the stretch in 2022 or in 2023. Um, he also had some struggles last season. I think what you would look for him in that uh in that leadership role would be uh, when things aren't going so great kind of maybe keep that persistent leadership leadership aspect of it up. And when things are going great, stay kind of exactly as you are. And so he'll be, it'll be interesting to kind of watch him because he's obviously such a, he, he, he plays the game with his heart on his sleeve. He, he shows his emotions all the time. And as someone who covers the team and wants guys to do that more often, I love that. Um, But he's also showed a, a pretty great deal of maturity just in the last year in terms of, his preparation and readying himself and learning to kind of switch positions and, and, and being out there every single day, which is obviously a thing that you, you want your leaders to be available and to kind of lead by example from on the field. And so he was that guy last season. So it, I think, like you said, it'll be interesting to see how this season he, he takes that step because he has been, he's one of the longest tenured Padres at this point. Talking to AJ Casbell, MLB.com. Thank you for joining us from Peoria, AJ. This is the last one for me, but Michael King, I've uh, been talking about how all the fans are very excited to see what he can do. What are the early thoughts on Michael King? I, I, I've heard nothing but great things about Michael King, and I, we talked to him the other day. He's a very cerebral uh, person and pitcher, and he thinks the game very, I mean, very intensely. And I think uh, you look at the way his stuff played down the stretch last year in the rotation and the fact that he has different pitches, different fastballs, different versions of kind of how he can get hitters out. I talked to Kyle Higashioka about it yesterday. Like he kind of has everything you'd want out of a starter. He just didn't necessarily have that opportunity in New York until late last season. And so I think you always thought he could be a pretty good starter. And there he was for those, I think, nine starts that he made doing it. And uh, the transition is going to be an interesting one because the Padres don't like to set specific innings counts that, that their pitchers can't pass. They want them, they want those pitchers to essentially dictate themselves, not, not with what they say, but kind of with their performance and how their body's feeling and that kind of thing, how far they can go. He's only ever thrown 105 innings. I think is, is the most he's thrown in the big leagues. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they, how they monitor those innings going forward, but he's, his stuff is, is, is nasty. And he has the, the making of a middle of the rotation, if not, sliding toward the front of the rotation type starting pitcher. And he's going to be given that chance. And everything we've heard says that, that he could be that guy. I think the Padres are really relying on him to be that guy because right now the way the rotation shapes up, there's, there's 
question marks behind him, but if they can have that top three solidified, that'll go a long way to ensuring that, that whoever rotates in those last two, two or three spots, I mean, the Padres will have that solid foundation in place. No question about it, AJ. Uh, first of many conversations in 2024, my man. Appreciate you coming on, spending some time with us. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks for having me, guys. AJ Casaville, always fun to catch up with. That's going to do it for our show tonight. Back at it again tomorrow. The group will be together for at least half of the show. Yeah. And what do we got tomorrow? Oh, Sports Court. Sports Court, yes. I got a good one, we, too. What are we changing it from Sports Court to just Court? Well, well, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's <laughs> the first official day. Because I got a really good one. All right. Well, stay tuned. We'll be back at it again tomorrow, 2 to 6. You guys be safe. We'll Scraby Show up next. Scraby Show. Scraby Chronicles up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 